Friends and professionals, welcome to the first episode of Season 5, 2023 Modern Lending Podcast. I'm your host, Alec Hansen, but you know that because we're on social and you see my stupid name above the thing. Anyway, great season packed up for you today. We're kicking it off with Jamie Tyndall. I've got, uh, let me let me just give you the heart of the season. Okay, I'm, th I'm thinking really hard about what do we want to lean into in 2023. And for me, it always comes back to what can I do today? Yes, we can talk motivation. Yes, we can talk how to set up your camera and all that fun stuff and all the social things we need to do. But but really, my priority for this season is what do, what do you, we, loan officers, mortgage professionals need to do right now today to drive volume and improve relationships, period. Super tactical, in the dirt. That's what the season's going to be about. So every guest is designed to come in and teach you something you can use today to go out and be better in originations. That's the game. So let's bring on Jamie Tyndall and have a great show. <laughs> All right, Jamie, welcome. Thank you for being the uh, first guest of the season. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Yeah. You're like, I here, didn't want to do this go. at all. Yeah. So, guys, I've known Jamie now for a few years. We've had a chance to work on some projects together. Um, you know, she she's she's not a West Coast gal, so you got to give her a little, you know, it's dark in her world out there in the East Coast. But you've been in the mortgage game a long time. And yes. so we're not we're not going to age anybody here because I've, I've got no hair and I've been in it over 20 years myself. So that's that. But let's start with this. What got you into this space and what's kept you in the mortgage space? Because it's it's chaos and insanity. Well, first to address the age thing, I actually have a video that I'm that I'm going to be posting on this. I think because of this market, I am so proud to say I've been in this industry 25 years. Hell yeah. Does that mean I started when I was seven? Actually, no, it doesn't. You know, it means I started when I was 17, maybe not. Yes. Um, what got me in the business was yeah. I was buying a house and this was 1998. No problem with the aging. Uh, <laughs> I was determined that the mortgage guy was going to screw me. Yes. And uh, I taught myself the business because I'm total geek, total yes. freak geek. And I was not working at the time. I was in between jobs. And he says to me, do you want to? And I was going to take a job trading gold. Okay. I was a former commodity trader. So yep. then I was, the new job was, you know, trading gold. And he goes, would you instead want to um, be a mortgage banker or a broker at the time? And yep. I'm like, what? And he goes, oh, so I live in Greenwich, Connecticut. And the county next to me is called Westchester County. And he goes, Westchester County will be your territory. Back then you had territories. Now yes. you don't. Yes. And I'm like, where's Westchester? I've just moved to Greenwich. Like, and he goes, oh, there's a mall there. And I'm like, oh, I've heard of that. <laughs> so I say, yes, let's so I go skip the gold, the commodity trading. Let's completely blow it out. I'll get this area that I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. Although he says, you actually know all this stuff. You just don't know the acronyms. Oh, yeah. Like anyone in the mortgage business knows it's all acronyms. It's all acronyms. You just, but you know all the stuff. He then had a woman, great mentor, Doreen Martinson from Wells Fargo come in. She sat with me for a day going over the acronyms. And off I went to Westchester County to find loans. So so let's let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the, the, the original days because again the session the season is on tactics, is on things loan officers can do. So so let's start with some of the historical activities 
that kind of built your career and maintained kind of the, the, the foundation of your career? What would you kind of, how would you unpack that? And let's start there. Okay. So the foundation was for me, knowledge, knowledge over anything. Like I said, I'm a super geek. I have a bachelor of philosophy. So right away, I'm going to be a reader. And like, I want to get into the nitty gritty. That does not mean my client needs to get into the nitty gritty. They want to, you know, that's fine. But I want to make sure that I know what is going on with the process. So I was all about the process and learning the guidelines. And back then, and even now, you know, we have 60 different lenders or whatever. So, you know, like I know every single guideline. And if I'm like, hmm, this rings a bell or this sounds strange to me, I'm just going to look it up. It's no big deal. A lot of people don't do it in this day and age. And back then it was, you know, paper, (laughs) you had paper and you had all this. So the foundation was knowing guidelines. And then it was, you actually, as we all, the the OGs, the OGs, remember, we went out with rate sheets. We had our little paper. Here's my rate sheet, literally had like printed or possibly handwritten on it, rates. And you went into realtor offices. Mm -hmm. You didn't really, you did have a cell phone. I think you might've still had beepers then. Or, well, sure. wait, before we get into beepers and cell phones yeah. and, and, and going into real estate offices, accumulating knowledge and becoming kind of what I would call like a true professional, like what did that look like on a regular basis? Were you just reading guidelines every morning? Like seriously, like what, what did you do? So I started out reading guidelines because I didn't have clients and I'm like, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. Yes. Then as just sort of fast forwarding a bit, as a certain client base developed, mm-hmm. which my client base tends to be more jumbo loans, yep, not conform, always has been because of the area I live in. I focused on being very effective in knowing the details and nuances of jumbo guidelines. Yeah. So you just poured through guidelines until you felt like you had a mastery of it. I mean, I used to be able to quote, I still can't say like, oh, this is guideline 835.11. And today, some of the guides are still, if you look at them, they're still I know. 835. 835- 836.07. That's where you'll find it. And people are like, are you we have a system at Loan Depot called Yoda? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm the first Yoda. I am I'm the original Yoda. I'm the human Yoda. And okay. it's, so yeah, it's that's where I feel most comfortable. Not okay, everyone. So, does. so you you armed yourself with knowledge, you you got prepared, and then you went out and, and John just put it in the comments here. You went out with the rate sheets to visit the agents. So so <laughs> You know, let, let's, I mean, this is, this is, I know you still work with a lot of agents today. Yes. So this is foundational. What was your strategy and what is your strategy to go out and meet agents? So my strategy, strategy then was, you know, I'm going out and back then you could walk in um, to any office. Well, no, they um, had no, they had non-solicits up, didn't they? No. Okay. So you just, you were charging in. So I'm just walking in like. Hi. Yeah. There are no non-solicits. No, you can't come in here, Bob, you know, Alec Hansen's here and he's our dude. Nope. You just walked in, you put your rate sheets in the box. Some had boxes, but you put them on their desk. Because let's remember, everyone worked from the office. That is the difference today or then versus now. Everyone was in the office because the internet was just, I mean, it, it didn't exist. There wasn't an internet in terms of, there's not Zoom. There wasn't all this other stuff to yep. communicate. So the way to... ...texting applications to, 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 you know, people and all this and using FedEx. So you went in and you built your relationships by 
hi, here's my rate sheet. Then someone would ask you a question. You're like, please, someone speak to me. And not just be like, you know, look up from the desk, like, you know, one of these, like, why are you here, lady? Someone would talk to you and somehow you would get a connection. Yep. So my first part of my business was rooted in Katona, New York, specifically a few realtors who were like, hey, she seems like she knows what she's doing. <laughs> and they just helped me like blow out, blow up my business in that area. So let me let me go back here for a second. We we I don't want to overlook this. So yeah. do you remember what it what it took to kind of break into some of those relationships with these people? Like because that's so it was yes. Sorry, it was similar to now. Yeah. Of a consistency. Yeah. So you didn't just do a rate sheet like once a week. You might be there twice a week in their face. So it might be a rate sheet once a week, something else unknown. You were just stopping in to, I don't know why, just stopping in. And then you'd stop in around lunchtime. And then you'd also say like, oh, does anyone want to grab lunch at the X, you know, the diner nearby or whatever. And sometimes you'd grab some people and just take lunch. And they, and back then, by the way, they didn't expect that you bought lunch. Everyone yeah. went Dutch. <laughs> There's a new concept. <laughs> um, yeah. You weren't always shelling out money today. It seems to work the other way. Um, so it was just like getting to know people and friends. And it seemed that the markets that I was in, a lot of the realtors were female and they seemed to resonate that I was a female who was working. Uh, and back then, and that was like 1998. Yes, there are a lot of people who were females who were working then, but oddly, there were a lot of people who they weren't doing it as a for me. Mm. Um, and going to now, they know it's not a side hustle. This is a real gig. Yes. And this is a 24 seven, you know, for profit operation too. Yeah. yeah. And also like, and trying to help them. The whole thing is guys, I'm trying to save you from wasting gas. It's still the same from wasting gasoline, wasting your time, wasting your gene, wasting your facts. <laughs> Your your telephone bill, your whatever. Yep. Of working with someone who's not even qualified. What what's the point? There's no point. And then you know, and then the rate you know the rate hustle was always. Well, still how, did, how did you get through the initial awkwardness of that relationship building stuff? Because Jamie, the people still deal with that today. I mean, there's a lot of loan officers today, right now, that have to go out and make new relationships with agents because their existing agents aren't as you know active or or successful because the market shift. So how did you get through that awkwardness and how do you deal with it today? Um, a lot of it, I would love to say something brilliant and I can't, it's blind luck. So like <laughs> I said, I mean, Alec, yeah, you wanted some brilliant story. Sorry. Um, like I said, in Katona, I happened to a woman, um, the realtor's name, Eileen gave me a chance and she also yeah. bought and sold a lot of properties. And she yeah. was like one of the top realtors. And as soon as people knew that I was doing her loans and her clients' loans, I was trusted. So you know, but there's something deeply important about that that statement, Jamie. Like relationships take time and they take intentionality and consistency. So you validated all that. Everyone knows that. And then as soon as you have those relationships, the power of them is is unbelievable because now it leveraged into other relationships, leveraged it was amazing, it sounds like. The the next ask is then goes to Eileen. 
Rita does a ton of business. She could give a hoot about me. Mm -hmm. Can we change that? And maybe Eileen would say, Rita doesn't give a hoot about me either. <laughs> maybe like, well, can we figure out something? So it would either be, can we please strategize because it helps my business. Yeah. So I also pushed for if someone said, well, they're not my best buddy either. I would say, well, can we figure it out and plot because it helps me. And they would help in some way. Sometimes it's like a no, but a lot of times people would say, yeah, let's try and help out. Or they would say, well, you know what? Here's someone else who can help you. And we'll, you know, and then you just get that soft introduction. All I need is just that little soft introduction and then leave it to me. And Alec, I understand how hard it is. And it's today. Yep. You know, I do it now. It's a very different process. I'm still doing it now with some firms where my goals for, you know, 2023 are let me break into this office. Well, I'm going to be making those calls again. Like, hi, do you know me? And I'm like, I guess you know me after 25 years, but maybe you don't. So, so let's talk about that for a minute. Cause now, now let's fast forward to kind of today or the last year, which has been really brutal. And you know, I feel like every 10 to 20, 10 to 12 years, you know, mortgage professionals and the mortgage industry just reinvents itself. It just like rolls over and like, whatever you thought you were, you're not that anymore. And it's like, now go out and figure it out again. Um, which is crazy that maniacs like us just stay in the game, you know, getting hit in the face every 10, 20 years, 15 years. But, you know, what are you doing now? What's working for you now? What are some tactics and strategies that, that you're leveraging now? Okay. So the rate sheet doesn't happen anymore because we don't believe in paper. So the tactics now, and this, it's twofold. One, the existing relationships, it's all about communication. Yep. So I determine how they want to be communicated via, do you want me to call? Some people have this strategy. Oh, I call all my realtors every Monday. Yep. My realtors actually don't necessarily want that. Exactly. So I, under, I understand. So they're like, they, they're like, I don't want to hear from you every Monday. I already know who you are. Yes. But I'm also like, but I don't want you to forget about me because Mary Sue is calling you every Monday. And now you think she's the new, you know, the new thing on the block. Yep. So there's a balance between that. So I will do what I've done. And Alec, you helped me so much with this last year where I took your challenge of your 26 week road to 100 million course <laughs> there for 26 weeks come hell or high water the times that i called and cried to you only one or two um social media yeah i made sure that facebook linkedin instagram i connected with every single realtor who i do business with so i well i not just that but i looked at like um a Sotheby's office, a Houlihan yes. Lawrence, the Compass, what, whoever your real estate office, went through their lists, connected with all of them on all the social medias, all social media platforms, and then I'm posting. So in some fashion, wherever that they are looking, wherever yep. they are, and we're all on all three, but who, you know, where you pop up or where you are in the feed, what algorithm is going, yep. I'm still there. Because it goes back to the theory of if you're not somehow in front of their, your face, a story is being created about you. Yeah, it, it's the same story, right? Like if I'm not out the open houses, somebody else is there talking to my agents. Yeah. Um, oh, open houses, huge. I would like to say then and now my career, and I love them, love them, love them. I do broker open houses. So in this area, 
the realtors host open houses, yep. you know, for just the realtors themselves to preview yep. homes. Yep. My preference has always been, and this is the way I get the most clients. I'm there at awesome house a, it might be a house that's where I live, a $20 million house. I'm not going to finance that house, but everyone wants to see that house. Yep. So guess what? There are in the old days, there used to be up to 200 people coming to you in a two hour span. I would have, you know, 200 people that I could, that I had rate information, something information, something to talk about something. And I hit almost all of them. Yep. Today you might have about 50 people, but that is the greatest way. And when people are out of the office, I would advise people who are newer in the business. If you can hook up with a listing agent, not one who's going to give you, not one who's going to send you clients, the listing agent and say, I will host every open house that you do. The lower end ones, everyone needs a mortgage. So there you might get someone. The higher end ones, everyone wants to see the house and everyone's coming. It's a win-win either way. Okay. The weekend thing, not so much for me. Well, let's let's unpack the, the broker preview concept then because I think that is a very core tactic to any mortgage bankers like Arsenal. And in my opinion, it's 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 mandatory. I just that's if, if you're going to be a mortgage professional, and this is a yeah. mandatory prospecting sales activity. So you've you've identified the networking capacity of it and the and the, and the connection capacity of it. Um, did you was it hard for you? Okay, so how often do you go out? Like, let's talk weekly, monthly. How often are you out and how at, at these things? Ideally, I mean, since COVID, it's been a little weird. Yeah. Pre COVID, it was Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yep. So if they're four, I'd probably not every Tuesday, Thursday, but at least four times a month, there was somewhere that I was. Post COVID, it's been a little slower where it's weird. Sometimes you're at beautiful homes and still no one's seen them. So yeah. I, I still am going to go. Um, so I'm ramping that up again and just outright saying again to realtors, uh, you know, guys, gals, I want to be at that open house. Yep. So if no one's there, then guess what? We're talking or we're texting. We're doing work on our laptops the whole time. And if there are a ton of people, awesome. So John had a follow-up question that I think is relevant to this and the previous you know, topic, Jamie, which was, you know, what kind of person were you before this that even allowed you to, to show up? What traits did you bring to the table versus what traits did you develop in your career? What do you think about that? Um, so I worked... Previously, I'm just like looking at the question there on the screen. So previously, I uh, what lived in lived in Chicago, and I worked on the Mercantile Exchange trading floor, which was a very male dominated field. And I was maybe one of three females in the trading pit that I was in. Intense. It was very aggressive, very intense. Um, you stood all day. You um, you know did not let anyone beat you. What I did have to adjust to was that in the very beginning of my career, people who still know me, um, it was still a feeling of uh, probably overly aggressive, uh, like not angry, not angry, but you know, I, 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 yeah, like, and it was, it was also like post post eighties into the nineties of mm -hmm. overly aggressive and just like hammering. Cause that was the time and that's what you did. So the skill set that I had was that, you were there to win and you were there to get the deal, make the deal. And that was it. And you didn't lose. I work for Goldman Sachs. You yep. didn't lose. Did period. Not lose. 
you did not lose. And if you did lose, there was a problem. So <laughs> what I like then is that like I have the philosophy degree. So then I was like, wait a minute. Now I actually really am. Honestly, I'm a really quiet person. If you put me with a book. Yeah, I know. I'm shy. If you put me with a book reading, which like in the summer, I tend to read one or two books a weekend. I just sit and read. Mm. So again, the ultimate dork. So combining like reading and actually being interested in people like, oh, you do this. I have no idea what that's about because I've always been in finance. I actually have no clue what X, Y, or Z is about. Led me to show up to the table. I think being interested in people. Ooh, I like that. Is what being interested in the realtor, being interested in what were they doing? Yeah, I like being, that a lot. Oh, I don't have a land loan and I can't do something for you, but let, tell me about your business. You know what? I, I just want to, I want to sit on that point for a second because I feel like, oh, and this, this resonated with me, what you just said, because a lot of times it was the conquest. You know, I want to get the deal. I want to win the relationship. I want to put my name up in lights. I want to get on the, I want to get on the, you know, the, the chairman's elite award. And I, I know there's some people like that in our industry, but your comment of actually be interested in, in the in the people around you, the realtors and customers, I think that's a superpower. I think that's like a hack. I think if people can focus on that, they'd win a lot more. I have a lot of clients when they tell me what they do, I say, oh, like what, what? And I ask them like, oh, well, what does that mean you do every day? And I, and then I actually have to say, oh, this has nothing to do with the mortgage. I was just curious myself. So cool. just a human. And that's where, again, you have the connection when you're just suddenly talking to someone on the phone and you're laying out all these questions. Hi, tell me you're like naked on the table. Hi, Julie told me to call you. And I'm suddenly like, what's your income? What's your this? And you're like, you know, in 15 minutes, you're supposed to tell me your life story. Well, can, can we have some connection of some sort? Exactly. Please. Yeah. Versus just like, I just gave you all my financial information. You know, are you going to hack my bank account or what? Like, no, no. All right. I want I want to jump back to social. So, mm -hmm. you know, you did the, you, you, you intentionally went out and started connecting to past customers and realtors, filling your social community with those people. Um, what did you notice when you did that? I noticed it's really sort of cool that when I am in the community, not only my own community, you know, community of social media friends, people say, I always see you. Mm -hmm. They always see me. I always see this. Yeah. And it's really, it, it really is sort of, it, it's cool when some, or when someone goes, oh my God, that was hilarious. Like usually I'm the, I always say I'm authentically boring, the authentically boring educator, but then I'll have, then I'll have something that's just like, uh, here I am filling my tire. That was my other night, you know, doing something. Hold on. I'm going to ask about that in a second, but yes, oh, yeah. go on. But yeah, then, then I'm trying to do more of that. I'm, you know, I'm waiting my way through the whole thing of like, how do I want to be perceived? Because that's also part of it is how do I want to be perceived? I personally don't want to be posting about restaurants. I'm not really into posting about my personal life per se, you know, other than, you know, there are things that happen that you're like, oh, this is great or whatever, but you don't need to know my whole thing. And that's something that people on social media think, I don't want to do it because I'm private. Yes. My job is not private. The mortgage world is not private. Educating people is not private. Um, you know, randomly posting something, you know, that's personal, like, oh my God, my yard is flooding because of whatever. You know, you do that anyway, because that's fun. And that's what I've learned to feel very comfortable with 
in my space, I can be private and social at the same time and educate because that's really my and educate and try and have a little fun with it. Like, yo, guys, really, you know, call me up or <laughs> hit me up if you think this just whatever. Well, so so, yeah, let's un let's unpack this whole thing. This is fun because this is really tactical and, and it's very important. And you said it and I don't want people to uh, mishear it. The, the feedback that Jamie just shared was I'm showing up in front of people all the time and they're, and they're recognizing it and they're making comments and they're engaging with me on this and they see me on these places. That is like the definition of marketing and prospecting. Like you're showing up, making an impression, making a connection. And so when you first turned the camera on, what was your whole pro how did you deal with that? Cause for anyone that's listened to me for any time at all, I'm, you know, a big video guy and there's a lot of barriers to video. So how did you deal with that? Okay. So at first, um, I didn't have, you know, all the, the hacks with like my camera, my Yeti mic, my lighting and all this. Sure. And I didn't know. And you know what? I didn't care. I did take longer to film stuff because you would want to film something for 30 seconds and five hours later, you were done. And now I'm at the point where I might do one or two takes. I mean, if I'm just like, you know, way off topic or or something crazy, but otherwise, you know what, if I wanted to say something and I think I said it good enough, people do not, if you do something in 15 seconds, they will probably engage for that whole time frame, maybe 10. Yep. But when you're beyond 15 seconds, so I'm usually at a minute, people are trailing off anyway. I don't mean to dis discount my myself but <laughs> but you have to realize that discount factor that yes. if you said something crazy you did whatever it, move on one and done show up you did you know i had one time when the ring light fell on me i mean that was awesome like like I was like you know like let's just keep going there the ring light just fell on me great the whole thing like i you know or whatever and that's real life so I don't know if that answered the question or not. That got a little off topic, but. Well, here's here's where I'm leaning into. And this goes back to filling in your tire video. You know, like a lot of people initially in video game content, you know, it's very formal, stiff, yeah, like, described, like, just robotic. Like I feel, yes. Like initially, like I'd be like here. I'd be totally. like setting up. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh God, hold on. And wait, is this neck, is it perfectly centered? Yes. Exactly. You know, and now I'm like this, you know what guys, it's late in the day. It's dark outside. I'm talking to Alec Hansen. I'm hoping some people are getting some good tips here. I hope that they're not scared to do video. I hope they just want to speak. You have something to say. If you are in the mortgage business and you know the business and you want to close loans and you like people, you have something to say. Yeah. There's something valuable. And for me, I want to be timeless. Mm. So if you talked to me 25 years ago and I helped you, here's where the age and the timeless, but it works together. Mm -hmm. I had the education information then. I still have it now. I have still stayed up to date. You don't call me and speak to me 20 years later and go, boy, she seems like she's totally out of it. Because you know how sometimes you run into people and you're like, yeah. well, they seem like they're completely... Like, they never they never kept improving. Yeah. They didn't keep they didn't go on social. They're still using a, a facsimile. They're <laughs> they're still got a flip phone and you're like, oh my God. Or they're like, 
I really would prefer if we meet in person. I started over 10 years ago telling clients, you don't need to meet me in person. I'd say at least, I mean, I am going, I'm positive because I was ahead of the curve. When everyone said, what do you mean? I said, why am I going to take up your time? I'm in the suburbs. You're usually moving from the city. For you to come here and take up your time on a Saturday, we can do everything on the phone. Now we can also do Zoom or whatever you prefer. If you prefer, if you want to meet me, great. I meet probably two two clients a year. And this has been for over 10 years. So well ahead of COVID or anything. And people appreciate valuing time, keeping up with the, keeping up with the timelessness, the education. And then maybe you said, Jamie, now I'm going to send my kid to you. We're in a different age bracket. I might not be as cool as them, but guess what? I'm going to make sure that they're, you know, the risk of buying the house is completely mitigated. So I might not be someone who's been in the business two years, but I don't know if you want to talk to that person. Not to not to, I'm not meaning to no. miss anyone who's doing, but I'm just saying that maybe you have something that's more complex. Maybe you, maybe you feel better talking to someone who has more time. Mm-hmm. Everyone can choose. Well, so, so let's, let's go back for one second. Cause that there's something that I want to pull out of this conversation that I think would be helpful for people out there, which was what was the process for Jamie to go from, I kind of feel uncomfortable on video, I got to kind of make sure I'm buttoned up, to sitting down on the garage floor next to your car tire, filling it up, and filming yourself talking about mortgage you know, stuff while fill, filling up your car tire. Yeah. So like there, I was just giving, and I did call it inflation information. <laughs> this is so good. I, I was really like, I'm so on. Like, I think I'm, you know, Comedy Central is like calling the hiring me. And, um, it was all about, you know, tire pressure. And I was like, and by the way, if you actually stayed through this, maybe you want to like tune into some of my mortgage crap because I talk about that too. You know, maybe that'll get you. So I just realized over time, and you had a lot to do with it, you know, of setting profiles of like public profiles mm-hmm. who could, you know, on, on all the socials, you can set like what's public, okay. mm-hmm. what's you can, and then opening them up and then opening them up and seeing that nothing bad is happening mm. because I had had some weird experiences early True. on yep. that were like, not that were, that made me very anxious about, yeah. again, like I said, what I thought not being private, but you can be private and still be social and then still just be like, you know what, this is hilarious. Like I got to tell this cause I don't know what I was like, just like, it's a new, new year, new me. I mean, it was the end of the year, but you know, this is a goal to, have in um, educational, a little fun and education because mortgages are boring and (laughs) (laughs) talking about, yeah. What are we supposed to say? Mortgages are fun again or making mortgages cool again. Yeah, they're not, (laughs) but, uh, but so they're not. And, but you need one. So sort of like you need a car, but I don't want to be your car salesman. Yep. Um, So there's somewhere in between that, you know, let's just hit it up. And I don't know. I just suddenly was like, I can do this. Like It yep. was just like this. It's hard to explain that you just suddenly are like, wow, I'm not about getting noticed because you don't, you know, the insights, maybe 11 people watch something, maybe a hundred did off. Who knows? You know, you can see the insights, but we've had my assistant and I have had the most awesome time tracking insights 
and who likes what and what what ages, what demographics, where. Mm -hmm. And we use all of that to then tailor like she's 30. So she'll say, why don't you talk about this? And I'm like, do you see my average demographic is this? Now on the social platforms, other than LinkedIn, those are my friends. Yep. So I am not going to cater to someone who's not already a friend. If I'm on YouTube, which we're going to, Alec, you'll love this. We're going to start a whole YouTube thing this, this year. That will cater to a different series and yep. group of people. It'll also go to my other social, but that would cater to a different demographic. You know, one of the things, Jamie, that I want to talk about for the next you know, few minutes is the core things that you believe make a great originator and what people need to do to become a great originator. And I'll, let me hit a couple that you've already shared um, for everyone to, to start with. You know, number one, the knowledge aspect, be a true professional, know your craft, know your trade. Uh, number two, you talked a lot about consistency um, because, you know, showing up and being there builds relationships, et cetera. The third that I pulled out um, just now was the desire and intention to continue to be a, a constant learner. You know, social media is relatively new in our 20 years of lending. So, you know, but you can't just ignore it. And so, you know, getting on that path, et cetera. What, what else would you add to that list? It is being very honest. What do you it, mean? You, you have to be honest with the client yeah. from the beginning. If the client wants to do something and they can't, you don't take them in and somehow convince them they can buy a home that they can't. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that is hard to give bad news, but you can structure it in a way that is not bad news, that they're still doing something or, you know, it's not about making a judgment. I'm not ever judging someone. It's just facts. Yep. These are facts and you've given me facts. So the honesty with the client, the honesty with the realtor, if something mm. is going sideways, they need to know, like they need to know before anyone, they need to know before I knew, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that when, which it doesn't happen a lot. I'm not, things don't go sideways a lot, but I'm saying honesty about just, If I have a client who says, I really don't want to spend more than this, mm. I'm going to also let that realtor know, please don't show them above this purchase price because they're going to be pissed and they're going to use someone else. Like they're that set on. Yeah. If they found the ultra, ultra dream, but please, because you know, there's always that upselling, downselling. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter if you're worth oh, yeah. a billion dollars, but if you want to spend two grand a month, you're going to spend two grand a month. So I guess that honesty, it's, that's word, I guess, the word that just came to mind. Of, I like it. And it's also being truthful with yourself about your time and value and value to the client. Hmm. There's no need to waste someone's time, including your own. I love that. All right. Um, this is where I want to go for kind of the, the wind down. And we'll take this as long as it needs to go. But this is where I want to get into some meat of what we're really diving into here. So let's let's unpack the most important sales, marketing, and prospecting activities that you believe for yourself for 2023, looking ahead, are, are the most important non-negotiable things that are going to build your business. Like, let's get into the tactics. What is it, what's a day or a week or a month of the life of Jamie look like in terms of what you're doing to get business? Okay. One, okay, realtors. It's open houses, communicating with them on a very regular basis via, be it a social, a text or whatever, to make sure that I am getting in front of 
my base, which a majority of my referrals come from realtors. So just to un- pull back the onion a little bit more, mm-hmm. realtors that you're working with or that know that you have a relationship with, you're calling them every week, texting them every week, just checking in. What is it? What, I, what specifically? I check in. It's probably every couple weeks. Okay. It's not every week. It might even be every month. It just depends on who's who, That's right. who has listings. Because again, who has listed you? Because I can see when a listing comes up. Oh, yeah. So there's also it's saying on top of oh hi Alec I saw you have a listing are you doing an open house yep when, or when is our open house yes. <laughs> okay. when are we doing our open house what do you mean you're not doing one I think you should yes this will benefit me <laughs> you know like exactly. you can get to a point of being a friend like that then also saying because now there are offices or people I want to grow business with of saying who can you introduce me to that is new yeah. and is an upcomer because those people as we're all aging out, you need to keep circling. Yeah. So who are the up and comers? Because I want to make sure that I know them when they sell one home a year, whether I do that mortgage or not, I want to make sure they know who I am. And then when they're selling five homes or 10 homes, I'm on their list. And that might take a year, might take three years, might take longer. All Um, right. So strategy number one is depending on the relationship with the, with the realtor and what their activity level is, you know, weekly to monthly check-ins, open house support, all that fun stuff. Then number strategy number two is you're leveraging those relationships to find new relationships. You're asking them, you know, hey, introduce me. Who's the up and comer? So you got that kind of going on. What's gonna, what's your broker preview uh, open house strategy? Um, once I, I see the list of who has been there yep. and I try to, doesn't work out all the time, I try to then <laughs> send an email that says, great seeing you at 123 Main Street yesterday. Oh, the agent, yeah. The agent, sorry, yep. at the broker previews. That's my post. I don't know if that was the question. So yep, at going. the broker open house, I'm just saying hello and making sure people know I'm alive and you know didn't leave the business and all this jazz where people, again, who it's it's funny. Or they're always like, are you still at that place? Like, yeah, I've been here 16 years. I, <laughs> like, I don't know where I went, but you know, everyone has their own thing. Um, but following up, and it's funny how you just connect. I mean, when in December, uh, might've been in like November, October, November, I did a bunch of open houses. It was sort of like that final push. Yep. I ended up meeting four new realtors. One's just a friend who she's like, I'm a single female. She is, let's go out to dinner. She's so newer good. in the business. Another one who is a friend who's now a realtor. She, I was like, hey, make sure, you know, here are the tips and tricks. Let's go out to dinner again. You don't know who you, who comes yeah, full true. circle in your life. Can't understate the power of networking like that. It's unbelievable. And it's so fun. And then, and something that you sort of, you don't, I don't dread open houses, but sometimes when you're like tired, you're like, uh, it it turns out fun when you're like, oh, wow, she's a realtor now. Awesome. And I know her. Doesn't mean she's going to send me business, but maybe it makes it a little easier that I can, you know, say, do you want to have lunch? And how are you feeling about the business? You're new. What are your concerns? learn about them a little more in that in their business side. Yep. Um, other topics, what do we? I gotcha. What's your strategy for social media this year in 2023? Going to be, so we saw that we being Alyssa and myself, who yeah. my assistant who manages, um, we posted 
we checked out our posts and we posted, we really started our like game plan in like May. And then there was on Instagram, we really started more in September. We, we started and we got all a little befuddled on some stuff. Yep. But we ended up seeing that we averaged posting like 270 posts, which would actually be, it was like 273 posts. And they're like, if you actually look at business days, it's almost like one a business day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Days, yeah. Right. So we're like, okay, so we're going to try. <laughs> Our tactic is to make sure that we're posting every day, including weekends. We are going to change up the times that we're posting based on some analytics that we've been seeing recently. Throwing in Saturday posts, which I have not been doing Smart. and I didn't think I needed to do. But for some reason, my Saturday posts, at, and I'm talking like 7 a.m., as we keep joking, I guess all my everyone wakes up early. I do a 7 a.m. post and people are like, I'm like, all right, I don't know what everyone's doing at 7 a.m. I mean, okay, we'll throw that up there. YouTube, I don't expect to suddenly be like an influencer on YouTube sure. <laughs> or, or have whatever, but I would like to make longer format content Good. to really be educational, then snip up those videos and put shorter to, to drag you to that. So if people would like to know more, um, I tell every client, there's a long answer and a short answer for everything. Which do you want? And you can get, some people are like granular, like I was getting the mortgage. I want the long answer for everything. Some want different or like, I only have a minute. I don't want anything. So you can get granular with the videos. You can, you know, with me. So I want to be able to pivot a little bit more on on that activity to, to use the videos to also verbally tell clients when I'm speaking to them. You can go to this too for information, which I have not done yet. I'm just posting, like putting it out there, but I'm not asking my actual clients, hi, watch this. I'm friending them or think, you know, if you want to watch this, feel free. There's some stuff there. You might, might find it interesting. Yep. And it's funny. I'm like, why aren't I asking people to look at stuff? That's right. I, well, this, <laughs> it's sort of strange. This kind of blends into, into this next question. And so I'm going to, it's a two-parter. You know, the first is, what do you do to continue to connect your past customers and realtors to your social? Like, what is like, what is the, what's your best practice? And, you know, part two of this, what's your strategy with past customers in 2023? How are you going to stay top of mind and, and, and be with, okay. you know, with them? Fab question. So to connect, you're like, gee, thanks. Um, <laughs> I try. Yeah, I know. You know, it's just season five and whoever. Um, <laughs> God, I'm so horrified. Um, with clients to connect again, I stalk on social media to find okay. where they are. I, I mean, like we, we will go so far as to say we know they know whoever because sometimes, you know, LinkedIn is easy to, easy to find people because it's usually their business name. On Instagram, people have all sorts of handles. Oh, yeah. You know, QRC12, what is that? Who knows what it's the, what? oh, we will find QRC12 because we go so far, sounds like we totally stalk. Who is their friend? Who are they liking? I mean, the <laughs> list is like, I found them. And I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious. But to stay connected, last year, 30, this is the biggest ever, 37% of my business came from past clients or friends. And that has not, that number has usually been much lower. And I mean, yep. I was like, I shocked and almost got a little panicky when I saw yeah. that. I just literally saw this the other week. I was like, what do you mean? But what it meant to me is that what I have been doing is what I'm going to continue to do. So we have a fabulous CRM, um, you know, database management, and I use it 
heavily yep. to do loaniversaries, um, loaniversary hellos, birthdays. Hi, you, you have a 10-year arm. It's resetting in three years. Mm. Maybe rates are high right now, but I don't know. Maybe now you have three kids who are going to college and you right. want to change. I have no idea, but it's a way to connect. So we're finding all sorts of ways to connect on social with the past clients because the past clients know me. Yep. Presumably they liked me. And if we were connected on social there, so there might be something with them, their kid, their mother, their relative, their friend, their colleague. And we are asking for business aggressively. <clears throat> from uh, wait, so, so that's a great comment that people are going to miss. I'm asking for business aggressively. What does that mean? Give us your scripts. Give us your tactics. That means it usually starts in an email that's just like, hey, um, you know, it's your loan anniversary. Right. Yeah. You like, yeah, you've got like, you've got a 2% rate and I don't think you want to refi to seven. Woohoo. You, you know, you'd bomb, but please <laughs> remember that. Uh, and I joke, I'll make something funny. Cause they, they know my personality. I say, reminder, I need to continue living in the lifestyle that I'm accustomed. Do you have, <laughs> do you have a colleague? Cause again, they've already know. So they aren't reading it. Like what the hell? Or if I do, or I'll do a video and we yep. alternate between, um, we have scripts at different periods of time when we alternate between, do I do just a quick video or do I do an email mm. and they go out in like two, four, six year increments to stay in touch. And along with the campaigns that already go out from the Loan Depot CRM, yep. it seems to really like all jive that somewhere along the line someone reaches back out. It's like the octopus. Someone reaches back out. You've been going like this and you're like, is there a tentacle on the octopus that suddenly, suddenly someone got back in? Cause you're like, anyone, anyone? You always <laughs> wonder, you know, you're like, hello, is anyone listening to me? I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's nice to see. So that's the tactic there is, yeah. the, is the video, the email. I'm not a really big what? phone call person. Phone call. That sounded old fashioned. Not a big call person. Um, a lot of my clients are just, they're very busy. Yep. I get it. But I got to tell you, New Year's Eve, two different clients, clients that I say clients for life, who I have done, I mean, over 20 years of business with, texted me, Happy New Year. That's good. You want to talk about a happy loan? Random, you know, like random, like, Hey, whatever. One was like, oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh my God, my baby's growing up. You know, like, <laughs> that's what you want. That's my goal. So final question for you, Jamie. Um, what what do you think in this? This is good. I, I, 20, we obviously came through a very hard back end of 2022 for the industry. 2023 is, you know, going to be hard until things, you know, change. What do you think is going to be the, one of the keys to a successful loan officer's career facing down what I would call a hard market in 2023? You have to stop. You're not, it's almost stopping listening to the headline. Yeah. And I am actually, well, to some degree, not addressing the headline that's like everything is awful. Yeah. And you are addressing home buyers. 
if someone needs to buy a home, it's not someone who's going to refinance, okay? If you're addressing a home buyer, they have a need to buy a home. Yeah. So what's that need? Did you move? Uh, do you need more space in your home? You just hate renting. You know, is it the I hate renting? I want to nail. I want to put nails in the wall and not be whatever for it. I want to blast my music. You have a reason. So I just don't focus on. I'm not like immediately telling someone, "Oh, the rate is six. Mm-hmm. Your rate six. Great." And then if they say, is that high? I'm like, relative to what? I mean, two years ago, but you weren't buying a home then. And by the way, if you want to refinance, that's how I've been in the business so long. Yeah. Average person refis every four years, as we know. Believe it or not. And they don't believe it, but they do. They do. So, I, like I said, I try and go in not with, it's not the headline of news or the headline of what, or, or yeah, it is good that, Maybe home prices are coming off, or new things that we can do that are old that are old G techniques. Yeah. Buy downs, buy downs, seller they're concessions back. from twenty years ago. They're back, and they're I have back. taught several realtors classes on this, and they're like astounded. They're like, "Wait, what?" 100%. And I'm like, "You know that if you sell a home at two million versus one eight, and you do a two million and a two percent concession, everyone wins mathematically." Trust me, I have done the math. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, so, you know, just saying, here to help. But it's going to be hard. It's not It's not no. going to be easy. And it's not always a win. Try in my community, in, I was trying to look up some stats. I, I was wrote it down somewhere. Mm-hmm. In November, there were like 30 homes that sold. Right. Uh, by the way, the majority of those in my town, over 50% will be cash. Yeah. So now you have 15 homes that sold 15 homes and how many realtors. And so your chance of getting one of the 15 is, is going to be slim. I'm with you. So you just got to roll with it and stay. It's not just about oh, staying positive. It's the energy you emit, emit out. Yeah. And it's also about, I cannot, I am not apologizing for the way someone reacts to positive information that I've given them. Uh-huh. If I have literally given someone good solid information and they are hearing something different because they're in some different space i don't need to apologize right or rate or whatever because this is actually this is going to be it you're gonna be in your home you're actually gonna be thanking me no apologies no apologies (laughs) for a rate that you don't control you're just moving people in the home and that's really I love that mindset, Jamie. I think that's going to be really helpful for people as they look down this year and and try to figure out who they want to become. You know, don't apologize and and don't read into the headlines and go make your own destiny is is just a great message that I think everyone needs to hear. So I, I appreciate you. Thanks for spending almost an hour with me. Uh, thanks for being the first guest on season five. Lots of good stuff here. And uh, I really, really appreciate you. Well, you know, I appreciate you and thank you for so many things. And it's it's a pleasure uh, having the opportunity to speak to you and your followers. Well, my friends out there, we'll be your back friend. every two weeks with another episode of season five, getting tactical. Appreciate you all out there. Thanks for tuning into the Modeling Podcast and we'll see you on the internet. Mm-hmm.